0: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the Radio 610 Outdoor. It's been producing the Outdoor Show this morning. Is Jake. And our sponsors today, Texas Insider Fishing Report, the CCA Star, and Texan Roofing and Boyd's One Stop. So, here we are on a Thursday morning. Right now, Galveston is 78 degrees down on the island. And uh, we should see some warming temperatures because that westerly factor is creeping into our forecast. The dreaded west-southwest. But, uh, anyway, today sunny to partly cloudy, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible with a high of 86, winds will be west-southwest 10 to 15. And then for tonight, partly cloudy skies, a stray shower, or thunderstorm as possible with a low of 77. Winds will be west-southwest 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow, here we go, mostly sunny skies, high of 87, southwest winds 10 to 20. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. We've been uh, really fortunate to have a June like we've had so far. Totally incredible. Tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're on two of them still. We have a low that occurred at 1:39 a.m. It was a negative 0.4. With a high this morning at 10:45 a.m. It's a 1.5. That's your only tide for today. 6:19 a.m. is sunrise. 8:17 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 82%. We're on the backside of a full moon right now, and currently, offshore. It's 81 degrees out there with 83-degree water. Winds are west-southwest at 11, gusting to 13. On the Galveston Channel down there, it's 79 degrees with 85-degree water. West winds at 10 to 13. Eagle Point, west 6 to 9. And up at Morgans Point, west-southwest at 7 to 10. Barometric pressure is fairly low this morning at 29.76 inches. So, good low barometer you like that, but uh, got some west in the wind this morning, so wish you the best. All right, well, let's head over to Sabine Lake now. Let's get plugged in with Captain Bill Watkins, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Bill. How's it going?
2: Hey, Oh life is good, buddy. Absolutely. It, yeah,
1: it, it could be better, but it's all right. I'm, I'm, I right. I'm, can go with
2: that. <laughs> I can live well, with it. Uh, let Well, let me rephrase that. God is good all the time. And life sometimes is <laughs> yeah. not so good. <laughs> I just had to put it the other way there, and that way it makes sense. Life is not good all the time. It's difficult, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> especially when you get on the up in age like we are, you it seems like time gets faster and faster, and there's more stuff to do. And life is so complicated nowadays.
1: You I know. <laughs> it, it, well, I was like having the, a good the, week the, till whatever. I went to the grocery store with my wife yesterday, and I'm just going. This is why I don't even <laughs> come here. I mean, oh, every yeah. item's five to ten bucks. I mean, stuff that used to be fifty cents and a dollar. I'm just going. What in the world is going on here? How do people eat feed their families? It's crazy.
2: Uh, I I don't know. But uh, I, I do know this: I've, I'll probably be guiding in this here boat until I fall dead behind the console. <laughs>
1: <There's>, <laughs> Nothing wrong there's with no it. way brother. to
2: get out. Of, yeah, I guess so. There's no way to get out of it. Uh, but uh, the, the good side is the fishing has been real good over here. Uh, we still have a little bit of fresh water up in the lake, but. This, you know, there's so many trout to catch right now and it just seems uh, there's nothing to really complain about. Redfish have kind of disappeared for me um, but you know other than that uh, it's clearing green water on the jetty and the sharks and the jackfish and the Spanish Max are just uh. eating everything out there and you can't you get on a school of trout, and within a few minutes, you're going to be whacked by those big fish. And uh, I mean, all the toothy critters are out there, and it's causing you know, just if your only spot is the jetty, get ready to get whacked because, Yeah. Uh, there's just too many sharks and too many jackfish, big jacks. Uh, well, if we're talking about too water. many
1: let's let's add some more to that list, like too many bull reds and uh, too many gaff top. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, hey, i I did catch a gaff top of the jetty the other day, but uh, the the numbers of those are not near as bad as they
1: No, they've moved on in they 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 they're up on the upper reaches man they're they're yeah, crawling up I in the upper bays dangerous. everywhere.
2: Yeah, they're way on up the lake. So they're paying for us right now. (laughs) My God, we got into the bull hardheads out there the other day,
1: and they were hitting
2: lures. Oh, shoot, man. Those things are... uh, uh, ball tail k Wiggler or down south, it doesn't matter what you throw, they're going to eat it. If you fish down close to the bottom, and that's where the trout have been a lot of days... They, they just, you know, I can't even believe the numbers of hard hits. You uh, need a, a yeah. kill on hard again. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, uh,
1: they're out there. Remember, uh, what was it? Man, 12, 15 years ago. I forget when it was. There was a bacteria that was in the, in the bays that. Uh, affected slick fish you know fish without scales and it was killing them yeah. i remember having oh yeah we had floating dead gaff top and hard heads everywhere we need to bring that back <laughs> we, <Yeah. laughs> we need one, we need one of those
2: yeah we need a, a trimming as it were <laughs> we need to wipe them
1: out or some gaff top uh, tournaments
2: I mean, you, yeah you start catching hard heads on, on soft plastics That's that's
1: that. There's a bunch of them. If you're doing that, there's a bunch of
2: them. Oh, uh, yeah. They're right in the base of the rocks. You know, down about Uh, 10, 12 feet. Trout are right there with them. You think you're getting a trout bite, and it winds up being a hardhead. (laughs) But we've got some some real pretty fish right now. There's, There's a lot of two and three pound trout. And, uh, in the channel, in the lake, you know, uh, out on the jetties, beachfront, they're everywhere. So, uh, there, some days they're scattered. Like you talked about, uh, last time, got a rushing, strong, incoming tide. And, uh, sometimes you have to wait that out. It slows down a little bit. Right. Uh, then those fish will they'll move, up on feed, move up on the flats and feed, up on the shelf hands and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's kind of a weird bite right now. You can feel easily be unsuccessful. But if you, you just find that and think about, you know, when this tide slows down, the fish are going to bite and, and then you're good. That's so, Hopefully today it won't be that strong, but it has
1: been. That's the way my bite uh, was this week. If you know what it reminded me of, a wintertime mirror lure bite. They're not right on the bottom, but they're just off and you gotta just just a steady straight retrieve. Not too fast, not too slow, just enough to keep it up about a foot off the bottom and just a a steady pull. If you go to jigging it they won't hit it, but boy they'll start following it and then they'll eat it, you know, about halfway back to the boat and it just now when they do take it it's a good bite you know they suck it in it's a good deep bite but uh it's they're wanting that steady pull i was using like uh the little swim shads, you know like in the bass assassin or the uh marsh mirror marsh and just those what are they three and a half inch and uh color didn't seem to matter that much chicken on the chain slamming chicken you know that kind of stuff and and uh yeah. it was just i yeah, i've
2: been hearing a lot of a lot of chicken colors this week people get yeah. they've got they've got the electric chicken and the chicken on a chain the chicken whatever
1: slamming chicken yeah. <laughs> Slammin <laughs> pluck chicken. chicken fried chicken yeah. <laughs> grilled chicken
2: <Yeah. laughs> that's right i've been hearing a lot of that and
1: I don't know where those you, those names came from because none of those baits look any resemble anything like a piece of chicken or a chicken either. You know, just I guess it just I'm, sounds no, they, good.
2: I'm, that uh, that uh, uh, K Wiggler Wiggalo, that's been a real good one too. It's got an all over action, and uh, that uh, like you know, marshmallow uh, the mar- marshmallow. Like you're talking about the beer lure, that thing, that, that's got kind of a good all over with it. Just swim it. And like you say, yeah. I'm trying to hold mine back against the current. Uh, that way, if I'm fishing over shell, I don't get my to the And you can just let that thing swim. You know, that's that's accounting for a lot of the bite. And yes. especially the midday bite. You just ease that thing back against the current. Maybe shake it a little bit every once in a while. And like you say, they'll follow on and they'll load up on it. And if you lose contact with your bait, you don't feel it anymore. Better get ready.
1: Better set the hook. hook. He's done sucked it all the way down to his crushers.
2: That's right.
1: And then, you you know, you get a decent trout bite going, and then here come the bull reds. They just show up out of nowhere. And I'm talking. (laughs) 20 to 25 pounders man on on trout tackle with 10 and 12 pound mono. That's so nasty. I mean it's fun people like doing it but it just well it ruins your trout fishing it runs all the trout off and then you gotta wait for them to come back and it just uh, big old big old melon headed reds man. (laughs) I mean (laughs) monsters. I know what
2: you're talking about I don't have that problem over here right now um out on the jetties, you, you'll uh you'll get those, too. But the jackfish is the problem out there. God. And sharks, you know, we had a nice trout on the other day. It brought back about, oh, I think, 10 inches of the body and the head. <laughs> that was bleed, blood going everywhere. Oh, all yeah. Over
1: the side of the- hey, a trout's mouth still moving and opening up and closing, and uh, there's just a bladder hanging out.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Those sharks can't bite through that swim bladder, can they?
2: No. (laughs) That's one thing uh, that'll resist anything that's touched, Anything.
1: They ought to make tires out of that bladder.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think they could probably figure out a way to do that. (laughs) That uh, that old boy had that fish on. He said, I got a good one. I got a good one. He's pulling it up there and he said, well, he's quit swimming. I still got to wait on the line. I said, well, I don't know what happened. He pulled that thing up in the air and the blood squirting everywhere.
1: Yep, you got to be it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely. That's kind of stuff. I mean, we've got uh, dark, clear water in the channel and in the lake and uh, and green water on the jetty and surface. But here's the thing. If that Dreaded southwest wind is coming around. That's gonna change. That's gonna change things a little bit. And maybe we won't have that rushing, mighty incoming tide every morning. You,
1: know, you gotta slow it up. it up. Yes.
2: And that's uh, that's been a real difficult pattern. And I think a lot of people don't figure that out. So that's made our afternoon bite real good. I think it's going to change now. That'll uh, that'll make things different. And you got to be really, really careful if you fish the jetty. And uh, you got to watch what you're doing every minute, all the time, because that uh, that current will wash you on the rocks.
1: Oh yeah.
2: If you're not paying close attention, you will get on the rock pile, and it's going over it here. I mean, you can't even see the rocks on the corner tide. Right. It's just it's running over it a foot high, and uh, it's, if you don't really pay attention, you won't realize where that rock pile is, and then you're screwed <laughs> real quick.
1: Yeah, you don't want none of that. All right, let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll come right back, buddy. Hang with me. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be
0: Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
3: Good
1: morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 418 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill Watkins, we are back, my friend.
2: Oh, yeah. Um... Going down the freeway here, and those overpasses, there's a bump on each side of them. Oh, and
1: boy.
2: Golly, it shakes, it'll shake your boat to pieces and your trailer. That's <laughs> a uh, oh man, oh, man. And I, I mean, I've, I've got this trailer balanced as good as a trailer can be balanced. And it's yes. just, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's tough, tough on your equipment. And uh, bounces me around too. <laughs> you hit those well, things, and those, the, you know, the concrete will be gone, and there'll
1: be a hole. And, wow, man, that's uh, that's pulling boats for you. Yeah, pulling, and it uh, pull boats. these trailers take a beat in doing that. They're they're not made for. They don't have the suspension like a truck does, and it it uh, it eats them up. It takes its toll on them.
2: Well, I've got I've got that new fender anchoring system that uh a plane.
1: Oh set you gotta up have it me. these I'm, days. You gotta have oh, it, man. I'm, it's it's worth the you're, upgrade.
2: You're, oh it, yeah, it, it was a little pricey, but hey, I'm telling you, those fenders don't move anymore. No. <laughs> you got you got it anchored all the way across the front. And all the way across the back, it, it anchors to the frame of the trailer,
1: and into the middle, that big support that. bracket in the middle, off of it to the frame. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's all real solid. You can get two big guys, guys them like them me them. standing
1: on one fender, and it won't move.
2: Nope. I'm I don't have to tell people to stay off the fenders anymore. And, and that's a plus. And you get in and out of your boat, and you don't have to worry about it giving it flopping around, and so I've had it for let's see, it's been oh, about nine months now. Yeah, and boy, it's, it's holding up well. That's that's just really really good. Now if I can just keep hitting something on the fender, I'll be okay.
1: <laughs> True.
2: But there's there's crap on the highway, you know what the truckers call alligators, pieces of tire laying out there. Mm. Man, oh man, if you have a blowout, that might, you know,
1: your own tire will destroy the fender. Right. Just, uh, yeah, if it comes apart, it, uh, lane, it'll tear it up, man. Well, We got yeah. warm weather coming with these uh, this westerly flow. It's going to bring us some really hot weather, especially starting the weekend and all the way through next weekend. We're talking almost uh, triple digits by next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, how exciting! Yeah, I can't can't <laughs> wait. I think summer has arrived.
2: It's here. And, it's
1: uh, been so nice, you know, you know. That I can't remember a May and a early June like we've had. Can't can't remember. Oh, yeah. a, well, we've had had it, but it, you know what I mean. It's just been a long time.
2: Yeah, that uh, I was fishing uh, Tuesday afternoon, and it was. There was a cloud over the, I mean, a thunderstorm come over toward Mm Galveston Bay, and it blocked out the sun all afternoon.
1: Made it pleasant, did it?
2: Oh, it was like probably 70 degrees or maybe a little cooler, and a northwest wind blowing a little bit, Mm -hmm. and man, that was just like being out in air condition, and uh, and I I just said I never broke a sweat. It was perfect. Yep. But you just you live
1: for days like that caught a nice mess of trout shoot life is good over here well it uh, enjoy it while you can because it can all change we get a, one of those weird southerly flows where it pumps out of the south or southwest for about a week I'm dreading that when that yep. happens
2: yeah it's going to get hot but that's that's summertime in southeast texas yes it,
1: you have to live that well, i tell you out of all the fishing it. trips i've done in my lifetime i think some of the hottest fishing i'm trying to remember what year that was when i was fishing over there a lot and there was a couple of days there that i remember that it was just it was so hot that it was just <laughs> unbearable and and trout are jumping out of the water the fish are going crazy i'm going how can how can this be happening and if it would have been bad fishing you'd have put it on a trailer and went home it was just so putrid out there i think it was hitting like 107 106 every day over there and uh yeah oh yeah but but man you get up on that north end and it was slick and calm and You'd ride around, and all of a sudden, you'd see them way out there jumping out of the water. It wouldn't even be birds on them; they're just feeding, going crazy. And you just a motor in there, and I mean, I mean, good fish—you know, five and six-pound fish jumping out of the water. It was fun, man. But God, it was you know, hot. That,
2: that it's it's so hot, it's almost unbearable.
1: Oh yeah. Days
2: like this, you, you want to get off the water by eleven thirty or twelve latest
1: but you're catching them so good in the middle of that heat of the day that you can't leave.
2: Oh, I know. I, I, had, a, I had a young man, I guess he was about probably 29 or 30, and he passed out sitting on the console seat. <laughs> it was so hot and so slick. It was about 1230, and uh, we were we were heading in with a box of fish, and uh, here's this stool of fish jumping out of the water like you am talking about. No birds around or nothing. And we pulled up there and me and the dad are just whacking them. And uh, you know, we were both in our middle ages by then, and uh yeah. that young man got quiet and uh we tried I turned around and looked at him and he started talking and his voice was slurred. I said, What in the that world does this boy got some kind of I said, he got some kind of a medical problem? He said, No. And uh, about that time, I was standing right next to him, and he just slumped down. And I caught him before he hit the floor. Wow. Uh, and I mean, yeah. And uh, I just turned. I, I grabbed a bottle of cold water out of the ice chest and just poured it on top of his head. And that brought him back around. Man, and we, we uh, lit that thing up and went to the dock. And I mean, he just about, and he was dry. His skin was dry. I yep. guess
1: that's what they call a heat stroke, right? It is yeah, yeah. it's uh when you when they it. quit sweating, that's that's it. He was he got dehydrated and got way overheated. Man. That's not good.
2: Yeah, I'm talking to him and he just went
1: down right there. Yep. Yeah, when they Did quit sweating on so you better get an eye him Yeah,
2: it's uh, you need, to, you need to pay attention to that out there when it, all this heat is coming up. And just to stay hydrated. And if you have to, just pour a cold bottle of water all over your shirt and stay cool. Put a, put a wet towel around your neck. That'll help cool you all
1: Yes, it will. It sure will. I'm watching Bill dance on TV right now, holding up these big, melon-headed, nasty redfish. Em and old Mike Pratt are over <laughs> there in Louisiana catching them, and boy, I'm cringing watching that. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, me too. I, 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 I just don't want to catch one
1: anymore. Well, for trout fishermen. It and you got a, a little, old, yeah, you got a little old light trout rod, and it's just no match for. I mean, it just uh, <laughs> you're just overpowered by those nasty things, especially in deep water yeah. with current. Goodness.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, I'd, I'd much rather catch a twenty-inch redfish, or you know, even an eighteen on the Louisiana side.
1: That's yeah, over that's in Louisiana, hey, fish. go for the sixteen to twenties, man. That's the ones to eat anyway. Catch I some rat. I
2: actually think that uh, Texas needs to turn loose the redfish. We've got we've got a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, even okay. if they do, I mean, who's going to eat those bull reds? I mean, seriously? I mean, yeah, when there's so much I other good stuff to eat. Them, who's, uh,
2: there's enough of those big reds out there to sustain the population. I mean, let, let us start eating some of those things.
1: They're like feral hogs, think. man. They're destructive. All they do is swim <laughs> around and eat everything, eat all our small trout. I mean, it's nasty. <laughs>
2: You're right about that.
1: It you really get is.
2: Into those, you get them in the middle of the, of the bay like that over here, and when they start schooling up, they swim around and eat pokey like like, uh, like they're going out of style.
1: Just and vacuum cleaner. There,
2: you, <laughs> you're fixing to get hit. They'll, the things will they'll run into your boat. It sounds like they're hitting the side of the boat with a rubber hammer.
1: Hey, in our There's bays right now, Bill, are you seeing any of them big white shrimp by, like, 9-12s? I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. We've got
1: some big shrimp in the bay right now, and, uh, boy, those redfish get on those, and it's uh, it's Piranha City.
2: <laughs> yeah, everything loves a big shrimp, everything.
1: Yeah, including myself.
2: Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> No problem with that.
1: Everybody likes them. Yeah, there's yep. a lot of big shrimp in the bay right now, and uh, but those redfish. You know, the other day, Tuesday, I was reeling in a trout. It was about a about a two and a half, three pounder, and the bull red followed it at the boat. He was thinking about eat, trying to eat that big, well, that good sized trout. You know, it was about twenty inches long. Even a bull red was thinking about eating him. Nothing safe. <laughs> going, lower is
2: safe
1: usually they'll well, they'll uh, eat eat pencils but i've never seen one follow a you know a two and a half three pound trout up to the boat trying to eat it said so, that's yeah. nuts yeah.
2: well they have got a mouth big enough to take it in
1: oh yeah i mean it. they they get on those horse mullet and they'll devour them you know those 12 14 inch mullet and they'll suck them up
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, buddy. If got that buddy, anything like nothing is safe. <laughs> nothing, nothing is safe when they're around. And the doggone <laughs> jackfish are just as bad, and, oh, my, those things. I just, if I get a hold of a jackfish, I know that's what it is. I'm just going to lock the spool down and break him off. Get as much
1: line as you can back and put the thumb on the spool and point the rod at it and jerk. Pull back. Break oh, it off.
2: I had I had one the other day broke broke my line half in two and I wound up with about a half a spool of line. <laughs> oh like, man, that bites. That shortened up my cast a little bit for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, it slowed your retrieve down, everything else, man. That's uh
2: everything. Yeah. And
1: how many customers do you have show up that are their their reels are half full and they wonder why they can't cast or not catch anything? <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> Well, I had so and so spool that. it up for me. and so, said, "Well, he, he didn't fill it up. You got to fill it real up."
2: Or they put too much on it.
1: Or, or yeah, they it's either not shade. enough or too much. Exactly.
2: And then when when it gets wet, it swells just enough to grab the frame. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they can't cast it that way. It's like, oh come on, okay Those guys yeah. at academy sometimes are bad about overspooling.
1: Yeah. You know, it,
2: well, well, I, I, I suggest
1: everybody buy a fresh line because a lot of these places, they're, there ain't no telling how old that line is in their warehouses, and then they'll pull it out and spool people's reels with it. And I see breakoffs all the time because of that. Well, this is brand-new yeah. line. I said, well, watch this. I'll wrap my hands around it and snap it. I said, it's old. It may be new to you. It just got spooled on <sighs> there, but that's an old line.
2: Yeah, and that causes that causes line to break in the middle. You know, you get way down to the end of your yes. cast, and that line will pop off. And mm-hmm. it's like, what caused that? Yep. <laughs> bad line, somehow. Yes, it. some of it is bad.
1: All right, Bill. Well, hey, I'm going to let you get to it. I know you got to gas up and ice up and all that, but, hey, if somebody wants to come over and fish with you, Give him some info, my friend.
2: 409-673-9211.
1: All right, buddy. Save some for seed. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, no problem. Hey. It's a self-limiting proposition, so yes, no it is.
1: It's your call. <laughs> Take buddy. care, buddy. All right, man. See you, Bill. Yeah. Later, bud. All right, that's Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And folks. You know, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune in to Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join Dave Farrell, Bree Gabriel, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not every Thursday night at 10.30, Friday mornings at 7 a.m. and Friday evenings at 5 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out.
0: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now and do a little jaw jacking with the fish dude this morning.
3: Richard, what's up? Not a lot. The temperature's up, though.
1: Yeah, well, you just wait. Next week, it's really coming.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. That's crazy. I tell you what, there ain't still ain't no dang wind blowing. That's horrible. I don't. am
1: loving it, it down here on the coast, man. Everybody's just in just I know unbelievable I know. mode right now. Going, I can't believe how calm it's been for so
3: long. Yeah, I was looking at uh, some images on TV of the surf the other day. It's like, good night. You could go out there forever and not even have to worry about it. So, yeah, people
1: don't visualize Galveston as having blue water and all that, but hey, when the wind quits blowing, it's pretty out there. It's beautiful.
3: There you go. There ain't nothing wrong with that, I'll tell you what, but it's, it sure gets hot, though. Good night. Yeah, it does. I mean, but them fish are biting still, so I ain't complaining. Oh, no,
1: you've been strapping on off. them hybrids, man.
3: Oh yeah, well I tell you what, they're they're fired up pretty hard, and it's you know like yesterday we we should have limited it out with fifteen, but we, we good night. We lost a whole bunch of them right there at the boat, and it, just for some reason they was pulling off. I don't know. Just one thing,
1: yeah, shoulda could have. woulda. You know, that's fishing, man.
3: I, that's it. But but still catching okay, so a At least they're bowing thing. up.
1: The tug's the drug.
3: That's it. There is absolutely no doubt about that. I love it because it's. When them songguns get to pulling, uh, you're playing tug of war.
1: Yep. Ain't no little doubt. dump trucks, man.
3: I, I guarantee you, them rascals can get it, too. And I'm still catching a whole bunch of little ones mixed in, also. So. And that's that's one of the things I've just, I've, for years, I've used circle hooks on these hybrids, right? I, I said, well, I'm going to change that because, you know, we talked about it before. Nobody wants to wait and let the fish run with it. They want to just set the hook. Well, I changed over to these little bait hooks. Well, the bait hooks are fine, but. Since I'm catching all these dying little ones, they're choking it. So I'm having to cut off, like, I bet I'm going through 20 hooks a day. So I'm going back to my circle hooks. We'll just, we'll <laughs> miss fish for a little bit. I mean, we we'll still catch them, but, you know, if I get, uh, just got to get people to listen. Let them pull on it first, and then you can get them. But, but uh, you know, because the way I got it set up in these rod holders anyway, is you set them out there and you wait on that fish to take off with, to begin with. That's well, they hook the themselves
1: with a circle hook.
3: Right. That's the thing. You just got to let them run. That, was, yeah, you, you don't, don't want to set the right.
1: hook with a circle hook. You just jerk it out of their mouth.
3: That's exactly right. And I mean, it's it's you know one of the things I tell everybody. Okay, I'm using circle hooks. Let them pull on it, and if you see drag pulling out of that reel, uh, he's got it. If it ain't that's it. Out,
1: don't pick it up till the drag's going out.
3: That's it. I mean, it's just the way it is with a circle hook. If you let that happen. You'll catch every fish that ever gets on there. But most of a sudden, see that rod tip twitch, and they want to jump on it. No, they're just licking on it. Dude. A lot of times, they grab it by the dang tail and, <laughs> and try to pull it around and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's funny how these hybrids do this, especially this time of year. It's kind of, you know, sometimes they'll just run out there and slam them. Other times, they they run out there, and you can tell they got them by the tail because you, you can see them running the line away from the boat. They won't pull it. But They'll run that right. line away from the boat, and then they'll, they'll let go and it'll come back. It's like, okay, and then they'll come back and eat it. You know, and then other times, it's just, as soon as you see it, it's just rod tips just dumped in the water, and it's pulling like mm-hmm. crazy. So, but, you know, it's good to see all these little ones, you know, because that means next year, and year after, there's going to be plenty. Cause I'm catching them anywhere from 12 inches to, you know, 17 and three quarters. So, everything in between. I, measure, I try to measure a lot of them just to see what their length are. The other day, we was catching some 16 and a half, and then some about, about 13. So, they're, you know, the hybrid population is looking good. I'm glad Parks and Wildlife is doing doing their thing and continues to stock them, because for a few years, they quit stocking them, and that, I can't remember right. what it was. it was. They just, just didn't stock them for about two or three years, and that, that left a big gap, you know, in the size of your fish. Everything got big, so but then they, the population was depleted also because there's a whole fistful of people that fish for them. And well,
1: Richland Chambers is the same way. They got a lot of you know that uh, 16, 17 inch you know hybrids all yes. over the place right now. So their future looks bright too.
3: I guarantee you. What, i tell you what; those those hybrids are just fun to catch. I don't care who you are, or what you're doing. If you hook into one of them, you just you're having fun because them. They just pull. I mean, good night. Yeah. They pull, and it's you know that's that's. The thing. I don't. You could be fishing the bass on it because I've done it. You know, hook on hook on one on the square bill. and like man, I have got a like record. <laughs> you pull him up and you go, dang hybrid. But that's all right. He's he pulls like a freight train, and that's that's what it is. Like I say, the drug's a drug. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. You know, it's just they're just having a good time. I mean, just, you can't beat that. Can't no. beat that at all, just having fun. You know, if that wind would blow, it really help, though. It would be a lot more fun sitting out here sweating. I mean, it's not, what, at 4.30 in the morning, I'm out here sweating. I'm, I'm soaked.
1: Well, you just wait till next week. These, you know, it's not been kind of relatively cool in the mornings. And it, right, oh. right. But yeah, uh, oh, the I had a, a text from a listener. And he wanted to know what your secret is. You catch your bait in the morning and, and keep the, your shed alive all day. What's the secret to that? Salt. Salt? A little bit of salt in that rock, water?
3: How much? Rock, rock salt. A cup for oh, every just like of
1: like you put in of ice cream maker. Yep,
3: ice cream salt. That's it. That's it. Put that that's right there in there, and you're good to go. You put iodized salt in there, you're gonna kill every one of that of sort you sort
1: going to of every of of of
3: because you put that iodine in there, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You get rock salt, that's it. And then don't use chlorinated water. I, you know, I live in the country, so I got a water well. Fill right. it up with either that or lake water. But the problem with lake water is, with the laws the way they are, it they say, I like, you know, how I used to catch all, or still in the winter months, I catch my bait over the Trinity River. Right. You know, if you take that water out of that river and put it in your bait tank and transport it to another lake, you just broke the law. Cause he, really? I didn't know that. Mussels. Yes, zebra mussels. That's the whole thing. Oh,
1: about yeah, mussels. that's right. I forgot about that. So, zebra yeah, mussels.
3: So uh, the zebra mussels, that's, that's part of it because the transportation of water from one, one body of water to the next, that's how you're going to transport zebra so mussels. So
1: before you leave the house, you fill your uh, live well with uh, well water and then go catch your bait?
3: Yes, sir. But here's there the thing, go. my my well, my bait well. I don't think I've changed my water out in three months. I never change it out. I got all these filters and stuff in there that keep it that keep it where it's you know it stays clean, and I just keep everything right. clean. So okay. I, don't, I don't, ever, I never change water. I do add ice to it, you know. But you can't use ice you get from the store. I got ice maker also. So,
1: yeah, you want to use non chlorinated ice
3: absolutely see that's the thing and now they make drops and stuff for for chlorinated water yeah but, uh, you know i don't i don't trust it uh, <laughs> just, i'm just i'm too old school i don't trust it i don't trust myself to put the right amount <laughs> in it. you know that's more of it you know because it's you know that, that's the thing shatter shatter hard to keep alive but once you figure out the rock salts the key you're good you know and then just keeping it clean keeping everything clean that's all you got to do you know like in a five gallon bucket Take you a handful of rock salt, dump in there. Just kind of stir it up a little bit. Throw you about ten shad in there. If you overpopulate it, you'll kill them. Right. Because they can't. Not enough oxygen in there. So you can keep you can keep like ten shad alive in a five gallon bucket probably all day, as long as you keep them out of the sunlight. Anyway.
1: Right. Keep the water cool.
3: Yeah. Right. That's that's the thing. Keep the water just like menace. You know the thing is minnows yep. are a little bit plus
1: easier. the sun hitting that water directly onto it pulls oxygen out also.
3: Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. And, you know, and there's more oxygen in that salt water than there is in fresh water to begin with. So I don't know how, but that's, it just is. So that's, you know, that's the secret to it. That right. yeah. The yeah, one who told me is Ken Milam. Yeah, Ken told me because I told him I'm having a hard time keeping my shad alive because I could keep them alive, but I yeah. can keep them alive all day. You know, I could keep them alive for the, better part of the day, but I couldn't keep them alive all day. So,
1: right and he
3: said, just put paste some salt in there. I said, okay. So I started doing it and that's then figured and it out rock and that's salt. What you do. That's yeah, it.
1: see, it's not only just for loading shotgun shells, it's good for your live well too. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Remember those there stories no back in the old days about rock G-G-L. salt and shotgun? <laughs> especially
3: when you go 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 in them watermelon patches.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard those stories millions of times. I've said, y'all ain't ever shot anybody with a rock salt. No, no. <laughs> them old-timers no, are talking trash, man.
3: <laughs> they would, too, boy. I tell you what, yeah, they come over, because we used to hit them watermelon patches all the time. And they, oh, you know, my remember,
1: grandfather, it used to make him party. some mad. Me and my little brother go out there and go down one of those rows and get behind the ochre where he couldn't see us, and we'd bust open a watermelon and eat the heart out of it. There the you rest. go. <laughs>
3: Let uh the, the Coons it. got it.
1: Yes, it. got that.
3: Uh, there ain't no doubt about that. I was, <laughs> like, I was like whenever me and my brother was young. We, see, we I was, grew up around all them Germans, right? So they uh they ended up making wine <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. we get out there and go. Go picking them berries and they'd have that wine off in a barrel, we'd stick a siphon hose off in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-huh, that was a thing yep. back then. And, and it was always in the smokehouse, too. So you, while you're in there, you get your ring of sausage. Oh, heck. Well, That's get it. Get your ring of sausage and suck on that siphon hose. Or go down on
1: the, uh, on the fence line and. uh and remember when everybody used to smoke grapevines?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd like, break them off was, and smoke them well, like cigarettes. I, couldn't, I, I, I forgot all about that, but that, that worked too because it always had the hole right down the middle.
1: That's it.
3: It was, I, it was. I forgot all about that. But, uh, smoking yeah,
1: grapevines. Now they're smoking they're, weed.
3: <laughs> yeah, smoking everything under the Smoking no everything
1: but else. grapevines. Yeah, exactly. All right, Richard. I got a roll, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming up and hanging out for a day, how do they get a hold of you, brother?
3: Make anyone get in touch with me at 936 661 7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Suits Guide service. You can email me at admin at com, or just check out the webpage com.
1: All right, buddy. Richard, have a good day, man. Burn him, share it off. See you, man. Oh, yes. All right. Later. All right. That's fish dude on Conroe. Now we're gonna run down to Matagorda and check in with old Charlie P this morning. Charlie, what's up? Good morning, Mickey. How are you? I'm good, man. It's all good. What's up? Well, absolutely no stuff. Nothing new.
4: Everybody enjoying this beautiful weather. Yeah. Wonder wondering how long it'll last. Definitely not well, used to this. Well,
1: yeah, we got that forecast coming to that nice. Charlie Paradosky wind. Yeah. Southwest. Yep. It's going to make it pretty hot. Pretty hot. Nothing smells, spells relief better than uh, going fishing southwest. with Charlie Paradosky on a southwest wind. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
4: Now, there's nothing new over here. It's
1: uh, it's same just over like here. Record yeah. You know, going through the motions, Charlie, living the yeah. dream, you know, or somebody uh, else's nightmare. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and there's not a lot of people fishing, you know, no. the weekends and we're starting to crank up with these tournaments. We got a big one this weekend called the uh, Texas trio. Yeah. That's pretty big here in Matagorda. So we'll kill a bunch of good fish this weekend
1: yep tournaments tournaments yeah oh and uh before i forget i got a text from a listener yesterday and he said charlie p mentioned shark bands last week right and he wanted you to elaborate a little more on that what kind do you wear or whatever and where do you put it and uh whether you wear it he was he was saying something what brand and wearing inside wading boots still works you just put it on your stringer don't you
4: no I, I put it around my ankle
1: around your ankle yeah
4: you know it's like a watch it it looks like a watch is what it looks like
1: right but well i know hillman got it. one and he swears by it yeah
4: well i've worn it the last three times and i haven't uh I haven't had a shark problem, but I hadn't caught a hell out of fish either. So. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Well, the sharks are only going to be where the fish are to start with. <laughs> That's right.
4: So I don't know about that shark band yet, but I know one day. Hey, I was, I was maybe maybe one.
1: it's a trout band, Charlie. You're deterring your trout bite. <laughs> yeah.
4: I know it's a real strong magnet that. Uh, right you got to be careful with it you don't want to get it around your electronics your cell phone or anything like that either got you but uh it uh i put it around my ankle and uh underneath those bart's bay armor boots and it fits right i mean i don't even know it's there i forget that i even got it on so i got you you know i'm gonna try it i'm gonna see uh, how well it works you know i'll uh I let you know the first time I get in a in a heyday of uh, a fish down there, and I know the sharks are around us. Right. But uh, in the meantime, my all my regular customers that I'm taking them, I think they're going to buy one and try it. I mean, it's just it's not uncomfortable. You know, it's just too easy to put on and and, and take that chance to to keep that shark away from you. And stingrays. When you keep it low like that, it's supposed to keep the stingrays away from you, too.
1: I'll be darned. Well, they're, yeah. they're basically a shark. Yeah. So,
4: I don't know. I had, I had a couple of days that uh, I had it in a boat, and my power poles were just coming up automatically. They wouldn't stay down. And I don't know whether that magnet had something to do with that or not. But I got to thinking about it, and I had that damn thing in a bucket way back there by the power poles.
1: Hey, that's, uh, how about that? Yeah. So, you
4: know, I boat fished this past weekend, and uh, I played around with the power poles, and they didn't come up automatically. So, and I did not have the magnet in the boat, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But. In the meantime, it's just too convenient to put on and try, and, uh, and you know, I'll let you know how it works, because I'm going to keep using it. Right. So Now, helmet may have a different, there's two kinds. There's another one that, uh, it looks like a damn little bullet that you, it, it looked to me like that was something that you'd use out of the boat. You know, you put a string on it, drop it down on the water, keep them uh-huh. away from the boat. Right. And that may be the one that Hillman got. I don't know if he got the one that's like a watch or not.
1: I don't know. I'll ask him when I talk to him tomorrow. But a listener was real concerned about it. He wanted to know because he's—does it have a brand name or anything? It
4: does, Mickey. And that it—I I can't remember what it says.
1: Yeah, but I'm he can just low. go. He can go online and Google that. You know, Shark Bands, and uh, yeah. probably come up with all different kinds.
4: I got this one from Anglers Anonymous and,
1: uh... And, uh yeah, in Houston. Kate, and Katie. Katie, yeah.
4: Yeah. And you can call them and ask them about it, too.
1: Yeah, Hillman got his down, uh... Oh, what's that guy's name? Has that place down, uh... By the Mall of the Mainland. They're all 45. That store there. Oh, uh, yeah. But... uh
4: no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't uh, really used it right yet to know how good it works. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I see the principle, and uh, I think it's going to work. So I don't know. Did You fish this week?
1: Yeah, yeah. Same old thing, don't just you. like you're going, going through the motions, Charlie, catching them. But you know, it ain't great. Not yeah. for me. It is for some people, but it's just, it's just fishing. It's not rocket science. We're just uh, doing what you can to get you a water fish. Yeah, and that's the truth. Three of us probably caught about 20 to 25 solid cappers, 18 to 22-inch fish. We might have had one about four pounds. Nothing to write home about. Plenty of bull reds out there. Plenty of Hmm. calf top. Boy, I tell you, you just got to watch where you pull in. I mean, the gaff top will just eat you up. You got to just stay away from them.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they seem like they're ganged up in certain areas, though. You can get out of them here.
1: You know? But, yeah, they're a pain in the butt, no doubt about it. And the and the yeah. darn dolphins, man, the porpoise are just, man, they're ripping these trout apart, too. Boy, they're ganging up on them and just getting after it.
4: Yeah. I don't know, it seems to be just more porpoises
1: than ever. Well, Uh, porpoises, sharks, and, you know, with the lack of shrimp and pressure, you know, back in the day when we had a lot of shrimp boats, we didn't have these problems. They were thinning out a lot of that bycatch, all them hardheads and gaff top. Plus, uh, you know, the the sharks, they stayed on them shrimp boats. So did the porpoises. They followed them around eating that bycatch, you know, out of them nets. And now they're having to—they're having to hunt for food like we do. They're having to fish.
4: Yeah, follow us around.
1: That's it. I mean, they're—they're going to be where the fish are, where we are. I mean, that's just—it's uh, the way it works. But back yeah. when you had a lot of shrimping pressure, you didn't see all that because they were all tailing them shrimp boats.
4: Yeah. And this—this this surf is just—it's kind of dead now. I mean, it's only full of skipjacks and sharks. You know, you can hit a water trout, but you're really going to hunt for them. It's nothing easy. Yeah. Nothing that's easy. That's right. Same here. Yeah. As soon as we get a bad stretch of weather, and then the first two days after that, that's when the surf is really good. So it's just uh, it's a different year, and you just got to figure out the patterns and go with it take these people and try to make them happy. Have you heard any more for sure that we're going back to that other limit in September?
1: It went quiet on it. There was, you know, a little scuttlebutt going around and, you know, rumors flying that they were and that they were going to do it. As far as I know, they were supposed to go, you know, they're going to go back to it September 1st, so.
4: Yeah, that's the same thing. I just, I hear it. I I, uh,
1: I hadn't got a press release on it or anything, but. I guess I could uh, try to surf around on the TPNW website, and that's always like splitting hairs, you know, and, and looking. I got to go, Charlie. All right, man. I'm already out of time, brother. Hey, if somebody wants to fish with you, give them a number, man.
4: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401.
1: All right, buddy. Charlie, have a good one. I'll talk to you Saturday, man, later. Take care, Mickey. All right. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today.